Yo MTG Taps is proudly sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code YO5 to get 5% off your next order. Yo MTG Taps is also sponsored by CardHoarder.com, our go-to source for Magic Online singles. Be sure to check out the Card Hoarder Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. everybody and welcome to another episode of yo mtg taps i'm joey pasco and i'm big head joe and we've got a a, a special episode for special. everybody today yeah I, I think it's special um this will be we've decided uh this will be our season finale uh that's kind of what we're, we're thinking of it as um this will be the last episode for a while uh, we've kind of decided that we want to take a little bit of a break and so the way we're looking at this is um we we're kind of looking at it, looking at it like a season finale of the show. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna take a break, and uh, we have we have the intention of coming back most likely. Um, no solid specific plans, but um, but we don't want to just say, "Hey, this is the last episode ever." Either um, I think just the circumstances in the world right now and our personal lives are making it a little bit more difficult to produce a show every two weeks. And, um, so we just, we just thought, Hey, you know, let's, uh, rather than, than kind of phoning it in every week, we certainly don't want to get to a point where we would be doing that. No, um, not at all. Uh, and also even finding the time to phone it in was, <laughs> was right. sometimes right. an issue, uh, if we wanted to. So, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to just take a step back for a bit and, uh, and just kind of see where, where life and magic takes us. Um, no, no dramatic like end point here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is the last episode for a little while. So that's it. You know what I mean? That's that. Um, I know last time we stopped doing the show, I was like, I'm quitting. I'm retiring from magic. And it was like <laughs> very, very overwrought and uh, premature turns out. But Hey, you know, I didn't know that at the time, at the time, did, it but yeah, felt like, I'm sure you did, but <laughs> at the time it felt like, you know, something had to give between, um, magic and my marriage. Right. Really. Yeah. That at was time. actually, yeah. And at that time, I don't know if I was very clear about that on the show because I was in the middle of the marriage. So <laughs> rather than, um, rather than, get divorced. Uh, I decided to get divorced from the podcast and from magic and, um, well, I'm getting divorced anyway, six months later. So, Hey, you know, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, so at the time it really did feel like, you know, this is an end point of, of, you know, a very like, it felt more final. Yeah. It was more, it was more of a, a breaking point kind of thing. Well, this certainly isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is definitely going to be, you know, we'll definitely <laughs> fire this thing up again uh, one of these days. Um, I, I, really, huh? Just just to – oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go on. I, was uh, I just want to want to clarify, like, we're still going to be playing Magic. I'm still going to be tweeting about it. You occasionally tweet about Magic and occasionally tweet about other things, but you will still be <laughs> playing a bit. We're going to keep our Discord open. Uh, yes. So everybody that's in our Discord, that is our, you know, our our patrons, we're still going to be just as active in there as we have been. No plans to change that. Um, we're going to keep our Patreon open, and right now it's free, and we don't intend right. to <laughs> to charge anyone for anything because we we charge per episode, and there won't be any episodes. So right. don't charge monthly. See, look, it did work out. It worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of questioning. Well, should we do this? per episode should we do this per month and we had obviously we decided to go per episode um and hey in this scenario that worked out a lot better because if we don't do an episode for six months you're not gonna be sitting there paying six months you know paying for six months to for, do nothing exactly so, 
Yeah. You so, know, so so no no reason to cancel your uh, your patronage there unless you want to, but you you're not going to get charged. So uh, and and any new patrons are certainly welcome. Again, it's at this point it's free, and you would could join our Discord and kind of come on in and hang out. Um, change, uh, we'll change like you know the main page of the Patreon to kind of reflect that, so people know if they come. Hey, we're on hiatus, but we do have an active Discord. You can sign up and hop in, and when we start podcasting again you know then you'll get charged but until then just join our chat um so that could work out yeah i mean uh it's really interesting to me like uh thinking back to like like one of the reasons why we started actually i would say the reason why we started this podcast back up um was because of magic arena right like because magic arena had launched i think it had only been out of no it was still in it was still in beta yeah um, it was still in beta when we started to back up. When did we start? Was I can't it was remember. December it was. 2018 is when we December. we kind of decided, hey, let's let's record a one off episode. <laughs> it wasn't a one off. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that but that was what it was. Where I think I don't know when beta opened. I feel like it had had been out for several months, and uh, like I signed up for it, but I kind of felt like in the early days of arena i kind of thought it was more like duels of the planeswalkers and i was kind of like well if i feel like checking this out i will i signed up for it i have a username like i think i downloaded the the software i don't even know i may have opened it once and i was kind of just like eh, i'll I'll play with this later you know eventually but i was at the return to ravnica um pre-release and the uh a couple of other players were saying hey like no like arena is awesome you should try it and i'm like well how much does it cost to build a deck you know, like I don't want to like if I just want to go on there and play blue white control, like how much is it going to cost me? And they're like, just spend like 50 to 100 bucks on on gems, buy a bunch of packs. You should have enough to build that deck and then you'll have a bunch of extra stuff, too. And so, uh, you know, that's I, I tried it. That was late September 2018. So I had only been been using it. I don't even know if I jumped into it right away, like right after the pre-release, but it was shortly after that. And then it wasn't too much longer that you picked up on it. I, I don't, I don't know right. where you, uh, jumped onto the, the arena. The bandwagon. No idea. <laughs> I, don't know, I have no idea. Well, I just was, know that like, uh, I, Oh, I, I remember what it was. It was when they had announced the, um, like the, the mythic championship stuff. Like when they first announced that they were going to do like competitive stuff on arena, including like doing like a pro tour on arena. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm in. Like I was like, as soon as I realized it was going to be like, you know, a competitive hub, right. I hopped on because like, I, I look, I mean, as much as I like, I like, I have a casual magic mindset, like in terms of like, I want to have fun, but I want stakes. I'm busy. I have a job. I have school. Like I want there to be stakes when I'm playing or it just doesn't feel like it's worth playing. Uh, typically, you know what I mean? Now that I feel like that's changing a little bit, which is interesting. Um, but uh, but I need stakes. And so that got me motivated to get back in to magic was seeing that there was this arena thing. I could do it from home, you know, and um, and there were stakes to it, you know, and I, I don't know. Magic online. I've always I hate the I hate that program so much. Like, I really do. When I go back <laughs> and I try to play on magic online, I'm just like. Oh, what do you mean? I got to click this. I got to click this to get it on the stack and then click it again. I just, oh, I hate it. I just hate it. I really hate Magic Online. I'm sorry. I can't stand the, I can't stand the program. Um, <laughs> I don't mind so I, it that much, but I, I, I do know what you mean because I, when you do play Arena for a while and then you go back to Magic Online, it's like, it's like driving with your elbows or something, you know, right. <laughs> like what's going on. But once you get used to it, you're like, oh, I have much more control over things. Uh, you know, and it, and it it takes a couple minutes and you're you're fine. But there is like a weird transition period where you're if, especially if all you've been doing is playing arena and then you jump into magic online after um after like a week or something. But it's <laughs> it feels weird. like it's 2020. You know, when we started our podcast up, I didn't go to geocities.com to make a web page. You know what right, I mean? Like right. it's 2020. Like it's time to like have things like be modernized and like arena just looks like 15 years ago to me. And I, I don't know. I can't stand it. Like I played Hearthstone in the oh. off time between, you know, when I quit magic and started again and while I was playing magic as well. And Hearthstone like has that really cool, like really like slick, like interface, mm-hmm. 
you know, lots of like graphics, animation. It's just fun to look at. You know, it's not just fun to play the game. It's fun to look at. And Arena kind of gives you that same feel. And that's kind of what gravitated me towards wanting to play on there. uh, In addition to, you know, uh, there actually being some stakes for it. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, so, you know, one of the premises when we started back up was to see, like, since they're doing these competitive events on Arena, and then we're going to give a path to the Pro Tour through Arena, which was to experiment and see what is the likelihood of a scrub like me making it on to the Pro Tour on Arena. And after about a year and a half, uh, the answer is pretty clear. Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> like, or too much. Like, it's either, it's either impossible to do or it's there's it requires way more time and effort than I have now. Right. You know what I mean? So and that's fine. I mean, it is an enjoyable game. I don't regret like signing up for it or playing it. But like the the dream of ever making it to the pro tour um, through arena, frankly, at all for me is just non-existent. I don't I don't have any like, you know, pipe dream mm-hmm. of making the pro tour. I don't believe it's an achievable thing. Uh, I think that's partially my responsibility in terms of like, like how much time I have to commit to the game. And I also think it's partially like how they've closed the system so much. Um, like wizards has made that made it an impossible dream. You know, that was one of the things that attracted me to magic from the beginning was like this, the chance of fame and glory, you know what I mean? Like, like it's distant, but it's something you could actually achieve if you set your sights on it. Right. Right. And like, now I don't believe that's the case. Like I believe that like, you know, like it requires teams, sponsorships, like you just need way more. You need to be way more involved because the people who are way more involved are going to have all the success. And that's not necessarily to fault the system, but that is the system. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's not me saying that it's wrong, but that's the reality of it. You know, if you don't have like a network, if you don't have a team of players to support each other, um, you know, if you don't have the means to travel to all these different events, um, if you don't have, there's a lot of resources you need that you absolutely, you can't just do on your own. I, me going to college with like a very small social circle. Um, I'm never, ever going to make the pro tour. You know what I mean? Like maybe I could spike a limited grand prix, but the chance of spiking a limited grand prix, I might as well buy a plane ticket, go to Vegas and put a like hundred bucks in a slot machine. Right. You know what I mean? It's about just as likely that I would come out of that ahead as I would going to a grand prix. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like it's not going to happen. It's not yeah. ever going to happen. Like, and, uh, and it's, 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 it's upsetting. It's a bit disappointing. Um, but realizing it allows you to kind of let go of that. And when you let go of that, you can have a lot more fun, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, so it's not all bad, but that was the premise and right. the premise, you know, I have, and I have essentially, I'm not going to say I've proven because I haven't really gone to many events to actually play, but looking at the game where it stands now in 2020 i mean well in 2020 forget it but in 2019 (laughs) you know um very very unlikely you know for for or next to impossible you know um i think it's interesting go ahead i i think that like the weird thing is it probably was just as hard to make it before but they've stopped pretending that it was easy. <laughs> like they, I feel like they've stopped. They've given up trying to sell that dream. They're more interested in selling the players and the personalities that are currently on the tour. And that's cool mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like, like you, the, you don't watch baseball thinking one of these days, man, one right. of these days, I'm going to be an MLB. Great. Right. No, exactly. Not. You know, no, you're not. You might be able to go out into into like the park behind your house and hit a few balls around. And that's fun. Right. But you're never going to make it to the big leagues. And I feel like that's where magic is now. And again, like I'm not faulting it, but it's different. You know, it's different from what it was, where it was sell the dream that anyone can make the pro tour rather than sell the people who are in the pro tour and sell their struggles to stay on it. Right. You know. 
Yeah, well, uh, that's what it is at the top level, like I think you're, right. you're saying. And I think a lot of people were asking for that sort of thing where it's like, hey, you really should capitalize on the, the faces you have at the top of the game and like sell these stories because I don't think they were doing that for a long time. It was, uh, you know, you'd hear stories of like the, the really big names. You'd hear about the John Finkels and the Kai Buddhas and the uh, various players, you know, at this level, you know, uh, Paulo Vito, Dama de Rosa and things. But um, you didn't really, unless you were really invested, you didn't know a lot of these players' names. And um, they've kind of decided to make that into a thing. And they really, they you know, they have these interviews. They have this new thing, I think, every Friday with uh, Rich Hagon, who is, uh, and I forgot, unfortunately, the name of his particular show. But, you know, he's interviewing these uh high-level MPL players. So they're they're really pushing the players along with the game. And I think that's great. Um, I think it's great too. Like, don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it is great. But I think the big biggest resource right now is, you know, back when we first started playing, um, first of all, we had loads of time. And second of all, I think the amount of time required to be a good player, the bar wasn't as high. Like, like you could probably just be playing kitchen table magic and then show up at a big tournament and do okay, right? You might right. win, right? It was it right. was a different thing, but now we're with you know thousands of players and uh, the game has gotten so much bigger over the course of the last twenty, what is it, twenty seven years now? Um, right. And uh, it, it's you know the bar is much higher, and I certainly I have less time now than I ever had uh, previously, and I think. People that have more time are, or people willing to dedicate more time, are they're just they've just got a huge leg up. Like right. skill skill level aside, like you're gonna you're going to be better at this game the more you play it. Right, it and, would be like me downloading and trying to like jump into competitive Overwatch right now. Yeah, it's just you know? it's, it's just. <laughs> I mean, the people who are competing at the, at a competitive level at Overwatch are like at a higher skill level than I would ever be. You're never going to catch up to them. You know, um, I think that there is. I don't know. I, yeah, we don't need to I go off on this tangent. This is kind of a, yeah. <laughs> a quite a tangent. But I just I think the the thing is for us um, and this this applies even right now to the podcast. It's like we thought and we we were able to podcast, you know, setting our schedule as every two weeks. And because we used to be weekly, most podcasts are, but we decided let's do every two weeks. That's more doable. Well, even that is kind of hard. <laughs> so it's just at least lately. So it's um, it's as you know, anybody who's been listening knows like some recently we've been like, uh, it's been three weeks in between episodes, you know, <laughs> because yeah. we just couldn't do it. Uh, so anyway, um, but I think I don't want to say the dream is impossible. I'm saying you have to dedicate a lot of time an effort to, to achieving it. And it's not time that you or I have, but I don't, but I'm anyone out there who has the dream of getting there. I don't want to say, Hey, it's impossible. It is possible. You just need to dedicate a lot of time to it. And of course, luck is involved too, but mostly it's, it's the time and effort you put into it. Right. I think it's impossible to do by yourself with, a with like, you know, a moderate amount of effort. You know what I mean? I think you need a lot of time. You need to dedicate a lot of time. Like uh, the, I I hit mythic like twice. Right. And Mm -hmm. I never, I never got to like the actual top 1000 to, um, because I honestly, I didn't know how that worked at first. And I kind of tanked my own mythic rating because I was like, Oh cool. I hit mythic. Now I'm just going to play stupid stuff. Um, (laughs) So, uh, and I lost a lot, so I didn't actually hit that top 1000, but, um, to get there, I mean, it took me probably, I want to say like not 20 hours of playing magic, like maybe more than that. I don't know. Like of just solid playing, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was, it was, it took a long, long time. It's a know? grind, you know, and you it's, see that on even looking at some of the, um, the more high level players that I follow on Twitter. Once once we get to the end of the end of the month where the window is closing to uh, on the season, and you see them going like, "Here's my rank right now." Like, am I supposed to? Do I need to just keep playing so I can maintain my rank? Because right. you know, or and some of them are, and they're just. It's like they've they've made the top one thousand. They might be number two hundred and forty or something, and then they're asking like, "Should I?" I, I don't know if I'm safe. <laughs> like I need to keep playing so I don't tank my rank by just not playing. Uh, so it's you, know, you 
see that kind of thing, it's a grind. So, you know, that's what it is. But uh, we don't need to continue on the on this particular topic. But um, no. but it is, you know, that's what, what brought you back. And I think it's interesting what you said, um, which I don't know if I've ever noticed it before, at least not like consciously. Um, you said you like playing kind of like uh, more casual or you were saying you have like a casual mindset, but you want there to be stakes. And it's yeah. weird because I'm kind of like the exact opposite. Like that's how we work. I'm yeah. <laughs> I want to play the best decks, but I'm not really that interested in being super competitive. If that makes any sense. Right. Right. right? Like, no, no. I'm like the net decker who is going to look at, you know, the decks that the best players are playing to the best results. And I'm going to look for a deck that I'm interested in playing uh, in terms of like whatever play style I'm fancying at the time. Um, and I'm going to try to learn everything about that deck. And then I'm going to play it like against you at, at Panera Bread. <laughs> you know, like, right. And, right. and it's like PTQ. Eh, eh, I'll, just, I'll just play against my friends. It's weird. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I always, I always feel like when there's a chance of, you know, make winning some packs or I mean, not, they're not even saying high stakes, mm. but like F and M, you know what I mean? Like I'll go to F and M and play, yeah. win a couple packs. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like take, if I take the time out of my day mm. to go play magic, I kind of want to see some incremental rewards for making right. that to make it worth my while because I've got a lot of things I could be doing in a day. Um, I mean, that's when, that's why arena is so appealing because you have those little quests and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, how often do you keep playing after all of your uh, daily quests are, are run out? You know what I mean? Like, right. I almost never do. Um, depends. Because, it's, it depends on my mood that day, you know, or the time sure. I have. But, yeah, it's it's certainly um, good to have those that, to encourage you to keep playing. Measurable um, progress, you know, like uh, rewards for, uh, you know, achieving goals. Like, I don't know. Like, there's something about it that I really like. So, um, right. And, I mean, I go back to, you know, I, I – the root of I, I kind of try to think like how did I get to this place where I'm I'm like this and I've been this way for years where I, I want to play the best decks but I'm not that interested in winning any tournaments <laughs> it's weird uh, but and I think back to like when I first started getting into magic like when we first started we were just playing you know whatever we could build with with what we had and uh, there weren't really net decking was not really much of an option for us because there weren't that many decks that you could find on the internet that we were aware of in 1995 um, I'm sure it was out there but you know that wasn't our resource but like 1997 you go into like that that time where we we actually entered tournaments and we signed up for a DCI number and all that and I think back and go well when I was in college I started college in 1998 my I couldn't, I didn't work during the week. I worked during weekends. So I couldn't play tournaments during the weekends and there were no Friday night magic. So it was like, I kind of, I couldn't play tournaments on the weekends. There weren't tournaments during the week. That's why I never played tournaments. And so I guess that's mm. basically how I got into that sort of habit of, of being, uh, accepting that I would play, I could play these decks, but I most likely wouldn't play them at any, uh, any big major events or anything like that. Right. So it's just kind of become ingrained in me that way. And um, I, I don't, I don't know where I was going with this exactly, but I just thought it was interesting how nostalgia. opposite we are. Yeah. Nostalgia. That's, that's, the I reason. always tell, I always tell my girlfriend, like, I'm like, whenever I make a decision and you think it's weird or questionable, just remember I made it because of nostalgia. I was like, <laughs> Like weird stuff. It's right. like, why do you like bologna sandwiches with ketchup on white bread? Like when you could have it toasted with like cheese, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or like with, with something else. I'm like, well, because that's how I had it when I was four. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it, it's You're, like, I'm gonna have to think about that as I, you know, as I go on, like anytime I do anything weird, like, is this because of nostalgia, you know? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it always is. And me and you, me and you are especially like, with each other are uh -huh. just are terrible at that. <laughs> well, with doing the nostalgia stuff, like sending each other random things that always reference something from the nineties. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, anyway, so that's, that was our announcement at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I, you know, we have this, uh, these show notes in a certain order, but I think since we sort, you sort of touched on it and transitioned us a little bit into this, um, since we, you were talking about arena and, and moto, um, I wanted to, to jump into this 
uh, topic of arena because we've had our ups and downs with it over the course of our of the last 36 episodes and um most people might know that i hadn't played or anybody listening might know that i hadn't played really with arena like steadily um since last spring about a year ago now um i played in like a little bit of war the spark standard and i think that was about when i i just lost interest and it might be because of modern horizons i got really interested in modern and didn't want to play it um i didn't want to didn't want to play standard i mean um and obviously modern isn't on arena so uh i'm back on arena like pretty much daily now trying to do the quests at least um and i'm back into standard naturally because if i'm playing arena i'm playing standard most most likely um and i kind of i guess what am i saying here or what am i trying to get at um i think it's time to for me at least to start migrating from moto to arena uh we've yeah. gotten word from wizards that they are working on getting pioneer on on arena and mm. i think that to me is like the signal that i needed to kind of start saying you know what i should start at least building a collection you know like more of a right. collection um right. i need to have the cards from standard sets that i will be likely to play in pioneer so i want to i want to play more on arena to kind of have that collection being built up so that when pioneer is available, I don't need to buy the entire, <laughs> well, I, I don't know how they're going to introduce pioneer. I imagine they will do something like pioneer anthology or pioneer masters or something to get those well, cards. I out think there. they're going to, well, they're going to start, I think with like Ammon cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to do like a remastered set. Yeah. So, you I, know what I mean? So, like, they did about that. Some of the stuff on, um, on arena or on uh, magic online when like when they did like the tempest remastered where it was like the whole block mm-hmm. condensed into one large set that you could draft right so you they, know? they would do something similar to that i think uh, i think they said they're gonna do so yeah I, either way that however they end up doing it um i think it's going to be a good thing for me to have access to more cards already in the collection um than than just waiting until they announce Pioneer and then going and, and having to dump a ton of money or gems or time trying to build a Pioneer deck from basically scratch, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. I don't know that they'll ever get to the point of having Modern on Arena. Um, so, you know, that I'm still keeping my, my Moto collection for Modern at least and for Pioneer, obviously, for now. Um, I'm still keeping it. But it is, right. it's a point, I, my point is that I'm not really doing much with my moto collection. I'm not like getting rid of it, but I am trying to build more of an arena collection because it's starting to be more relevant to anyone who wants to play like an eternal format, like pioneer. Um, and, uh, and that kind of goes along or going along with that is historic as a format, which I think is the dumbest format. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, what I mean is when they announced it, I was so turned off by it. And even right now, here we are, like, I don't know, a year later almost. I think, I don't know when they announced it. It was certainly before rotation. So it must have been like last summer or last spring. Um, And I thought it was, it was silly. Um, But I acknowledged at the time that it would get, it would only get better because we'd get more cards and it would get to be a bigger format. Um, So even now, a year later, I'm not really interested in it, but I'm, um, I'm kind of what am I trying to say? I'm willing to give it more of a shot now um and and see how it is, but this is sort of like what I'm doing while I'm waiting for Pioneer to show up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it feels almost like I really wonder if Historic is going to even become a uh you know, a useful thing uh like a useful format once Pioneer is available. I think that what'll happen is once Pioneer is available, um, they'll wind up uh, doing away with historic um, and either refunding people gems or um, um, like offering like like making those cards commander legal right on on, on arena. You know what I yeah. mean? So they'll be a, they'll be legal in commander. But I feel like once Pioneer's there, you're gonna have literally no one playing historic. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't imagine people would still be playing historic. I I know I wouldn't be if there was like this other thing, but maybe they would. I don't know. People play modern. 
you know, or people play pioneer when there's modern and standard, you right. know, there's something in between those. So I don't know. Uh, but I think pioneer is definitely coming. I think that you're smart to do what you're doing and slowly starting to work towards building that arena collection because arena like it or not arena is the future of magic, you know? Right. And that's sort of um, what I'm, I mean, I'm coming to terms with that, even if it was sort of clear before now. Yeah, uh, I think I mean, I think I mean, I've made this very clear in the past, maybe in the past couple episodes. I think that arena is going to outlive paper magic in terms of like as like competitive constructed format. Mm-hmm. I think that arena is going to outlive paper magic in that regard. I think that you'll still have commander and casual paper magic and they'll still still do occasional paper releases but i think that like this is the future like they're going to be moving to digital only yeah um especially well, i don't know about things I, like a global pandemic happening um i think that really uh i mean because think about how much mo- money like channel fireball lost you know right. like for i mean hopefully they had uh, like insurance on all those arena like all those rentals but like how much of a hassle that is to like rebook everything and right and all the money they lost like where if they just fired up a, 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 a like you know a tournament on arena and everybody just signs in, you know right. what I mean? Like, Which is kind of what they're doing. That's why we yeah. have the magic fests online that they've been, been running. But, uh, but yeah, everybody's got to adapt. And luckily magic has a digital version that we could jump to in this situation. So, uh, right. I mean, I see what you mean. It's, it's so weird. It's so hard to predict anything right now. I feel like, um, we don't know how long this is going to, really last i mean i guess a lot longer than they're telling us joey i'm telling I mean, you that right now i'm no i'm saying you know i'm just saying like let me be very clear on this on this last episode for a while don't listen to the president of the united states he's not a scientist he's an idiot <laughs> and um True. and uh, listen to the scientists believe the science because not believing science is violence <laughs> did you just make that up yes <laughs> it um, sounds like it <laughs> Well, I was trying to think of like silent but violent, but, um, you know, yeah, it works close enough. Um, you get it. Yes. So, but yeah, no, so, no, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is at whatever point in the future, when a vaccine is available and we are past this thing, I do think paper magic might not just be like spark back into life, but I do think that it will sort of ramp back up, uh, slowly uh, over time. I think as more events become possible because people do like to play in, in person and included. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, the first big paper competitive event that people can safely go to, they're going to go. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, Hey, I want, (laughs) I want to do this again. And it's just going to come back. I I think. Um, But but how how long, but we don't know how long that's going to be. And we don't know, like how long does wizards just keep printing, cards for no one until then you know what i mean like i'm I'm worried about how much longer they can continue doing that right without having to make a dramatic shift in their strategy sure to save money and to save their their hides right you know um so it's so it worries me you know i mean I, i want there to be paper magic but at the same time i'm ready for a new reality if that's what this means you know what i mean right. like it's it's best to be ready for it um rather than having it shock you when it comes you know sure yeah i i, I just i think um it's too it's too hard to predict but i get i see what you're saying um so a couple other things just just a couple related notes here uh we mentioned historic historic anthology three is coming may 21st which is in like a week i think you know something a couple more days uh, like 10 days or something uh that i didn't look at the entire set but i saw they had like the gem palms and things so some neat cards coming to historic it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty freaking cool if you're interested in actually playing it um we are getting more another influx of historic cards it's another thing i don't i don't like that i feel like it's this idea where it's like historic is, you know, this, this set forward and also a bunch of random things we threw together. Not, I mean, maybe they didn't do it at random, but to us, it feels random. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, we're right. going to bring back this card that people like in this cycle or 
it, it's very hard to tell what's legal. And I guess, I guess whole, technically you don't need to know what's legal because you just tell Arena you're building a historic deck and it's not going to show you anything not legal. But it feels weird to me. And, um, I, and I'm sure you can actually just click like historic anthologies one, two, three, and it'll pull up all those cards in your deck building list. Sure. For you to actually, you know, to either craft or to just add to your decks. Um, so real quick, I'm just going to run down the whole list because the list is right here. Okay, cool. Um, this is everything that's coming in historic anthology three. Acroma's Memorial, Ancient Ziggurat, Body Double, Chainer's Edict, Devil's Play. What? Enchantress's Presence. Jem Palm Incinerator, Jem Palm Polluter, Honden of Cleansing Fire, all the Hondans, I'm not going to read them all, Crows and Tusker, Maze's End, Mirari's Wake, Momentary Blink, Phyrexian Obliterator, um, Ratchet Bomb, Roar of the Worm, Silent Departure, Swan Song, Tectonic Reformation, Tempered Steel, Timely Reinforcements, Ulabog, The Ceaseless Hunger, and Unburial Rites. That's yeah. the whole list. Lots of cool cards. Lots like- of cool cards. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the the gem palms are super sweet. Like, I think that's super great to like add a couple more tools for like goblin or zombie tribal, which yeah. is great. Yeah, maybe I'll play with this. I don't know. I'll have to look at some net decks and find something that looks good. <laughs> yeah, it seems interesting. I don't know. Like, I haven't looked at the format enough to really have a judgment on it. Um, but I do. Uh, I, I don't know. I like the fact that it exists. For now, um, like that's the for th- now. It's fine. It's I mean, I guess that it exists if people like it. I'm sure I'm happy that they like it. So great. But I feel like it's just the stopgap until we have Pioneer. Um, and then at that point, it's strange because you go, well, wait, Night of the Reliquary is in Historic, but it's not in Pioneer. And, you know, Mirari's Wake, same deal. So you have these weird. But again, you just set the filters and it just shows sure. you what's available, what's not, which is really cool <laughs> it's the future man <laughs> right I, I think it's just a way of like it making too many formats that are too similar you know it makes it feel like w- what it's too many choices right like paradox of choice you're like well i could get this or this with a slight variation you know it's kind of just make it simple keep it with you know just the big formats rather than having something like historic on here uh but moving on from that we don't we don't need to beat that dead horse or soon to be dead horse um arena i don't know i think uh you definitely know about this because we were talking about it in the discord briefly but it looks like magic or wizards are putting um some new like daily deals on the arena uh in the arena store it's just i mean i think they've had daily deals for a while but sometimes these daily deals are like a no-brainer like what is it like buy a thousand gold for 500 gold Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's like 500, it was 500 gold or 550 gold for 50 gold. Yeah. So like it, it's <laughs> like they're giving they're just giving you this um, gold or gems, just giving it to you. But you have to just take the effort to click it and say, OK, you know, like login incentives, daily yeah, incentives. Exactly. Your account. Now, I mean, they're not exactly daily, but they're um, but they are popping up. And now I'm checking every day. So it's it's working I'm, I'm signing in and checking the store every day at least to see if right. there's anything good or keeping an eye on social media for people to uh, to that might share that information. I know the other day was a Dominaria pack for uh, for 60 gold. So I'm like, hmm, packs are usually a thousand gold. And even though Dominaria is not legal in uh, in standard, like, sure. It all adds your vault. <laughs> What's that? It all adds towards your vault. Like sure. if you oh, already yeah, have commons and uncommons, just a little You're- more. Pioneer Fuel collection. Your- yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I, so I got the pack. I opened it. I don't. Oh, I know. I was gonna say I don't even know what rare I opened. It was Dread Wanderer. So I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I don't know if it was my first one or not. It, I'm sure it told me, but I, <laughs> I didn't take note of it. But anyway, sixty gold for a pack is cool. I missed that one. <laughs> What's that? I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, so wanted to point that out. If you're interested in getting back into arena if you haven't like like i wasn't uh if you hadn't played for a while um check the daily deals and make sure that there's not something cool on there like just buying more gold or gems for less gold and gems um uh, another thing about arena quickly because i have not looked into this at all but uh it sounds interesting if you're interested in like singleton formats there's like a fan created arena singleton format called gladiator and it's a I think it's like 60 cards. There's no commander. Let's see here. Let me actually open this link because I had it. Um, It's a 100 card format. Sorry, it's not 60 cards. 100 card singleton format, 
but so it's a minimum of a hundred cards, only a single copy of each card, uh, with the exception of basic lands. Um, and then, uh, there is no sideboard. There's no commander. There's no companions or outside the game effects. Um, so I think that's sort of interesting. Um, you can include cards that, uh, let's see, it's, you can, like, you could include Lutri the Spell Chaser, but it wouldn't be your companion. Um, you can include a card that searches outside the game, but it doesn't find anything. <laughs> there is no outside the game. So like Mastermind's Acquisition. So, um, kind of interesting. Um, but I think, uh, I, I just think it's interesting that we have like another, um, format to consider for people to just play on arena if they're, if they like singleton formats. And I, I think it's cool that this seems to be getting some some buzz and some momentum, and I wanted to mention it on the show for any who, anyone who wants to play something like this on Arena. Um, there is there isn't a way to play Commander on Arena right now, is there? Or has there been a couple times? I don't know. Okay, we don't I know. We'll just skip no. that. <laughs> I haven't noticed it. Um, there should be. Well, I'm sure they're working towards it if it hasn't become available yet. I know there's like Brawl, but that's not Commander. You know, it's no closer but it's not commander so um i guess the thing with commander is you have access to like every card ever printed that's not on the banned list so an arena does not have access to that so technically it's not truly commander uh because it's not the same card pool but i guess you know as far as like the rules go you should be able to play commander with just whatever card pool is available on arena um that's just all in theory and i'm not quite sure about it but uh it's something um Let's see. Here's our next topic. And I know this is the one we were, we were going to sort of start the show off with, but let's, uh, let's do it now and finish the show with it. We'll do companions. it live. What's that? Yeah, we'll do it live. We're doing it all live. So companions, uh, we got a question from our friend Dave Nizamoff in our discord. And he, um, he mentions you guys compared companions to planeswalkers and Phyrexian mana. And I guess my question is, which are they a one-time set mechanic that will rotate in two years or a new card type that will be used in every set moving forward? Obviously number two has a much more lasting effect on the game. Um, okay. So Dave, I think Joe and I sort of answered this directly to you in the discord, but we'll, uh, answer with our opinions for everyone else's benefit. Um, Joe, do you want to, you want to answer it first? Sure. I think, I think that companions are here to stay. I think that wizards has made it abundantly clear that they want companions here to stay or else there would be other uh, announcements coming besides legacy and vintage and brawl. If I'm not mistaken, uh, next oh, you're week talking about, they, so yeah, wizards had a, an announcement on Twitter. Restricted, that- yeah. They announced an announcement for next week, um, which totally, you know, and that was great because nobody uh, wound up, Uh, arguing or upset um and so it it really did its job but modern pioneer standard no changes so if luris is a problem they don't think so you know what i mean if if if, uh if all these other commanders or companions i call them commanders because what they are um (laughs) they're you know constructed like competitive constructed magic commanders um you'd be foolish not to play one um but, um, yeah, I mean, like if they wanted them gone, there would already be an announcement coming because people are people fear change, as I so epically ranted in uh, two weeks ago, right, you know, people are scared of change, but this is it this is this is magic in twenty twenty magic in twenty twenty uh has companions, and um they're gonna have to keep going with them because if you really don't want to get rid of them. You have to keep adding them to create diversity of decks, right? You know, and and to, and to keep the formats f- from needing a ban, because if Luris winds up being forty percent of the decks in six months, and they haven't added any other companions um, to the game, then they're going to ban Luris, and then people are going to be mad about that, or they're not going to ban him, and people are going to be mad about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But either way, people are going to be mad, and people are going to complain on the internet. Um, but no, I think that I think the companions are like planeswalkers because um, they've given us toys. They've made it clear that they don't want to take those toys away. So the only way to really keep things moving forward and not stagnating in eternal formats is to print more companions. Yeah. So that's what they're going to have to do. What about you? What you think? Uh, about yeah, that? I I agree with you. I think that these are going to be more like the planeswalkers. I think that 
this sort of mechanic is um, naturally sort of gets better the more options you have and gets more balanced, I think, because sort of like you said, if if one companion is head and shoulders above the rest, then you need to make some more companions to compete with that. Otherwise, right. it's just going to constantly be this thing, uh, mm-hmm. this one companion. Um, and so I think, you know, that's part of it. And uh, it's it, it's interesting. It's like an interesting companion or interesting mechanic. I think I've heard people saying like companion is so, so, so tied to Ikoria. And I'm like, is it really like – I guess I see what you mean, like the bonding thing that they have going on. The flavor of it, yes. The flavor of it. But like I don't feel like that – that that doesn't really jump out to me at first as just being an an Ikoria thing, an Ikoria-only thing. I really feel like this sort of thing can just easily (laughs) translate to another set. It Um, could. And it doesn't really – to me, that's not a good enough argument. Like, oh, it's just for Ikoria because that's where – the people, the humans are bonding with, with creatures. Like, uh, it doesn't really, uh, do it for me, but, um, like, that's cool if you want to imagine that, but I, you can imagine something else in the fall when they release the next batch of companions. Um, and I do a big problem. I just want to say this. Here's a big problem for just, uh, besides Aaron, um, wizards of the coast has a astounding lack of foresight, right? Um, <laughs> And so the the likelihood that they did not see this coming and that they did not expect companions to be prevalent in every single format uh, that they make is high. <laughs> That's a good point. Kind of like if they did it for this set. Like, like the without. reason why we get the answer to a problem card in standard in like the set before that card rotates. Right. Because they're like, oh, oh, wait, we need to answer that. Oh, oh, we got what? What's the next set? We can put it in 18 months. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, put it in. Okay. Well, why did you even put it in if it was just going to go away? But I guess it's good because of eternal formats. But still, you know, so so they have a they have a storied history of 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 missing these sort of things. <laughs> so. Chances are we might not get another companion for two years, Joey. That's true. Uh, and all of them get banned in the meantime, and they get unbanned when they print 10 more. Uh, but who knows? Uh, all I know is that we are falling into the same trap that everyone falls into nowadays with magic. Resorting to band talk, because that's right. all magic discourse has become in the past year, is talking about bands and should this be banned should that be banned that's all it's been it's really devolved into that hasn't it it really has and it's it's sad um sucks and i feel like at this point of all you know we've talked in the last couple of years i feel like the minority saying like this stuff doesn't need to be banned um (laughs) i i am not convinced that again i'm my uh, opinions refer to the big three formats, standard, pioneer, and modern. I don't – I'm not seeing a problem. OK, so you want to talk specifically about Lurus because that's the one that sees the most play, especially in uh, in eternal formats. Um, but Lurus as a card on the battlefield, it's a good card. It's not broken powerful. It's not like Oko or something, right? It's, the, it's, a, it's a creature. It dies to shock. Like dies to shock, dies to stomp, but those are just two standard playable card playable cards. Um, it's a it's a three two lifelink that gives you some value, like basically draws you a card a ter- every turn. Uh, a, but a card, you know, from your graveyard, it has to be there. You have to have a permanent in your graveyard. Like, I'm, yeah, I know it's good. I'm not trying to downplay it. It's good, but it's not broken. Um, and as a companion, you tack that on. Yes, it obviously makes it better, but. I think the mistake I feel like people are making, or at least maybe it's it's not a mistake, but the people that want to argue for it to be banned want to say things like, oh, every deck in the top eight was a Luris deck. Uh, top 32 had 24 Luris decks. And you're acting like a Luris deck is the same as another Luris deck. And it's not. It's, it's a deck that plays Luris as its companion. The top eights and the top 24s and top 32s and whatever are like incredibly diverse. Um I know just in modern alone, you've got like prowess versions of Luris, mono red burn versions of Luris, Demir control versions of Luris, Grixis control versions of Luris. I've seen combo versions of Luris with like Thopter sword. 
these to me are not Luris decks. They're decks that play Luris. So if you want to right. tell me that right. Burn and Prowess and Grixis Control and Demir Control and and Thopter Sword are all the same deck, you're, you're they're not. They just all play Luris. That's it. <laughs> like, right. And uh, and if Wizards thought that was a problem, I'm going to say it once again. If Wizards thought that was a problem, Modern would be on the list. Yeah. Well, if, again, if Wizards thought Mishra's Bauble was a problem. Modern would be on the list. Like modern is not on the list for next week. It is. Right. They've already got enough data. We get all this data. We get a million points of data. They got enough data to know they need to do something in legacy and vintage. Right. Right. Like they're already decided on that. Um, it's, it's a companion. Like everyone's going to have a companion. You can't roll your eyes every time you see Luris because there might be 10 different decks playing Luris. Pick a companion, build a deck around it. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, that's it. Like, this is, this is magic now. Companions are a part of magic now. Companions aren't going away. Like, companions are a part of magic. Get a companion, build around it. Get all of them. That's why, I mean, I, I went deep, even though, like, I'm not even playing in person. I went deep on uh, Aquaria stuff. Um, I bought a collector's booster box, and I bought two, uh, two boxes of uh, packs and the Godzilla uh, Secret Lair. Yeah, um, because I think that companions, I mean, you only need one of everyone with some exceptions. You can play multiples of a couple of them, but whatever. Um, I figure two boxes and a collector's box is enough to get probably one of every companion, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm going to need all of them because, you know, that's this is the future. This is it. We're playing companions and foil companions. I'm telling you all right now, foil companions, get them because. A lot of people don't play with foils because you can't shuffle them into your deck because, you know, if you're play- if you only have one foil and the rest of your cards are non foil, sometimes there's ways you can cheat and cut to it or whatever. Um, That's it. Like doesn't could, matter. Th- it could happen. Like, so, OK, you start with your Luris, your foil Luris outside the game. You play it. Somebody kills it. Then there's like some sort of shuffle your graveyard into your library thing. Now you need a proxy. <laughs> so it could. It, it could happens. Happen, but it probably won't. You I know, still think it, you're it, right though about getting people foil are going to want foil and the alt art companions right because they don't get shuffled into your deck every game so people are going to want them and um so i think that those are going to be very valuable that's why i got these boxes collector boosters the godzilla cards are going to be uh insanely cool and i love godzilla stuff and i was just like you know what i want to go in on this because i think this is really neat um if they were so if godzilla was in Aquaria, i would hate it I've, I've made I've figured this out. Like if Godzilla were actually in the regular Aquaria set and he was mm-hmm. in the mythology of Aquaria, I'd be furious. I would think it was the dumbest thing ever. And like corporate crossover bullcrap that I wanted nothing to do with. But the fact that it's just like a peripheral, like a, a incentive thing is like super cool. And I'm super into it. <laughs> yeah. It's like they basically had Eric Klug do alters on some of these cards and like make this right. one Godzilla. You know, right. <laughs> right. Like, here's right. this cool big dinosaur. I like to call it Godzilla. Can you paint Godzilla on it? You right. Know? And I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And I think they're neat. And um, and also, I think there's going to be a scarcity issue with this set because, like, I mean, what <laughs> the pre-release, quote unquote, is this Friday. Right. Yeah, I think so. No. Is going to be um, nobody's going to be playing in it. Nobody's going to be showing up in person to play Magic. Right. Um, so like I mean, and then who's going to draft in person? You know, the only people who are going to be actually opening packs of the set are doofuses like me who bought a bunch of packs of cards they can never play with in person. You know, so like, so I think these cards, if they're valuable cards, and like if you know if companions are as prevalent as they are, they're going to be stupid expensive. So. Um, so, yeah, so I decided to just go heavy on it and um, and pick up a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, just hold it for a while, see when, yeah. see how it goes. Um, but, but just generally speaking, I, I, I'm having trouble understanding why people uh, are, think that this is such uh, – it's a game changer, but it doesn't require banning. Just because something new came along to make us – change the way we look at the game doesn't mean it's broken right like okay everybody gets an eighth card in their hand like uh, i don't get that's not everybody gets the option to play an eighth card in their opening hand like why is that a problem if you (laughs) You think if you think that it gives your opponent an unfair advantage play a companion right and that's why how much harder does it have to be if if you think if you're like i want my opponent has eight cards i want to have eight cards 
get an eighth card. You know, like, right. I don't understand, like, what the issue is. Also, remember what I just said about this set hasn't come out in paper yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, it hasn't come out in paper yet. And people are already, oh, bands! Like, oh, I'm so sick of it. I'm so glad we're stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, I'm sick of the Discord. Uh, Discord? I'm not sick of the Discord. I love the Discord. I'm sick of the discourse. Right. You know, like I'm sick of I'm sick of this whole constant cycle every week of some card needing to be banned. And I'm guilty of it from time to time. You know, and sometimes those people are right. Yeah. But sometimes they're wrong. And it doesn't stop the the conversation either way yeah. it's a perpetual conversation um due to precedents that have been set that can't be taken away yeah. you know like i don't know it's just one of those weird things where it's like it's a what's it, a slippery slope slippery slope yeah and it is it is a slippery slope i think it is I think a lot of times slippery slope arguments are foolish but this one isn't you know yeah because i'm making it <laughs> Exactly. And you're not biased at all. No. Not at um, all. So I don't know. I, at this point, I'd, I would have to just go with the old uh, stop bitch and start brewing kind of thing. No doubt. I acknowledge that wizards may still decide to ban something in the future. But like you said, they do probably have quite a bit of data. I would imagine online play is more than usual if you look back over the course of, uh, you know, April 16th, I think was was that the release or the pre-release date um, to I mean, gosh, that's ridiculous. It was like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's, it's only been like three weeks since the, the release. Um, but anyway, there are a lot more people playing online because no one can play in paper. So they might have even more data than usual. And if they're content to hold off uh, for now, then then odds are they're going to – they think this is okay or they think that the format is going to adjust or people are going to uh, kind of get used to them. But – We'll just find something else to complain about, but at least in this case, I'm I'm not seeing a reason to ban companions, any companions in the big three formats, and uh, you know the the other card that has come up in conversation in our Discord uh, is Mistress Bauble. You mentioned it. Um, that's another thing. Like I get it. Like the best comparison or the best argument against Mistress Bauble is the comparison to Gitaxian Probe, where you get a free card draw. Um, off of it and with Luris you get it every turn that's great like that's it's a powerful effect but it's a in another way you play Luris and you have Mistress Bobble you have a two card Phyrexian Arena that is easier to remove (laughs) so I'm like is that so bad like I don't know if you don't want your opponent to draw a card every turn kill the damn Luris (laughs) right um, but yeah, like you have to find the Mishra's bauble and you have to have it, you have to have Luris for multiple turns for it to even matter, you know, to, for them to get multiple cards out of it. It just doesn't we feel have, like that big of a deal to Mulligan. What's that? You always have the bauble. Let's be real. I mean, like, let's be real. There's the London Mulligan. You always have the bauble. Like you always yeah. have it. If you want a Mulligan to Mishra's bauble, go for it. <laughs> but I don't Make think that's, have it. That, that's, that's the yeah. thing. Like the London Mulligan screwed up our, our, uh, our sign off. Yeah, because just make them have it, and they always make do. Make them have it, and they always have it. That's the that's the new sign off. That we... Yeah, but you see, the thing is, the it's make them have it, but that's meant for like later in the game. Turn one, they're gonna have the shock for your your your, your creature. <laughs> you know, they're gonna bolt your bird. It's not make them have it, make them have the bolt for your bird. I guess that still works. <laughs> make them have the bolt for your bird. I like that. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have that. Uh, it's the it's for later in the game. When they've already bolted your bird and now they don't have a bolt for your Luris. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think I, I think that if anything needs to be banned, it's a London Mulligan. Like, yeah, really. Why you oh, my daughter is visiting. Why, cool. why you have your microphone? What? <laughs> I have my microphone because I'm recording. I, I'm talking to my friend. Hi. I want to him, too. You want to talk to him, too? Uh-huh. You can say hi. Do you want to hear? Everybody, you're going to just have to listen to my daughter oh, talk for a second. <laughs> Here, Joe, I'm putting my headphones on her. Cool. Okay. <laughs> hi. Come over here. Oh, oh. Can, can, you... can you hear me? Uh-huh. What is your name? My name's Joe. Here, hold this on your head so that we can get you to talk into the microphone. I don't um, know. What... 
Um, I love you. Oh, that's so sweet. I love you too. Um, I want to show you my toy yesterday when you called when you on the phone. <laughs> what toy is it? It is my teddy bear. Oh, cool! You know what toys I got? Mm-hmm. Whole bunch of Legos. You ever play with Legos before? All right, can mm-hmm. I? Can I talk? They're now? cool. I want. I want. Um, I'm talking with him because I like him. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I'm. I'm. Take that off. Okay, I'm gonna take this off your head so I can hear now. Okay. All right. Can you go downstairs for me until I can finish recording? And then you can play with the microphone when we're done. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. You want to listen? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll let you listen later after we're done. All right, come here. Come on. Come on. Okay. Daddy's got to finish up. Good, I'm almost done. Okay. Come on, let's go get a treat. Oh. oh. Mama said the magic word. Treat. <laughs> Sweet. So... Yeah, I, I didn't know what you were saying because she had the headphones on. So it's all uh, good. I yeah. told her I got a bunch of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what Legos are. She likes blocks, but she doesn't know what Legos are. Um, well, so I guess that was a nice little uh, ending of our episode here. I think we got to wrap it up because you have a meeting in five minutes. That's right. I got to figure out if they're going to give me some money for college or not. So we'll see. Um, I guess I'll let you kind of mention that part because I don't think you mentioned it in two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, one cool thing that happened is, uh, it was a couple of days after we recorded. Um, I was awarded the Fry, um, undergraduate award, uh, for research at SMU. So I got a grant to go and do, um, GIS mapping using drones and field survey over in Hawaii on the big Island. So, um, so that's probably what's going to be happening for two weeks in July if we are allowed to travel right. in July. But that's the tentative plan. We'll see what the plan actually winds up being when we get is, closer to it. Is there a chance that, like, okay, if that doesn't happen, is it just not I happening? Or is it- new. I can come up with something new to use okay. the money for. You know what I mean? Okay, cool, cool. I can. I, can, I think I can, especially given – the circumstances, you know, yeah. circumstances. I can, I can, I can redirect those funds uh, with a plan, not just. Right. Hey, we'll just give me the cash, and I'll, I'll send you some receipts. Yeah, that'll <laughs> never work out. <laughs> like uh, I studied the uh, the building techniques uh, that were employed by the Sith when they constructed the Imperial Death Star from this <laughs> three thousand some piece uh, Death Star, uh, or not Death Star, but the Imperial Star Destroyer Lego set that I purchased with the money. Um, yeah, that's not going to fly. Oh, it won't fly either because it's Lego, <laughs> not a real ship. But um, <laughs> so yeah, no, so. So anyway, it's cool, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, if there's something to look forward to, we'll see. But uh, pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. I'm starting my senior year, <laughs> senior year, 15 year. I started college in the spring of 2005. <laughs> and I'm getting my bachelor's degree in the spring of 2021. Nice. Hey, you get <laughs> there, awesome. man. Yeah, yeah. My college career will be able to drive a car by then. So fantastic. And I <laughs> still great. won't be able to. So. Right. Yeah. You still can't drive a car. <laughs> yes. Or you don't anyway. Right. Right. Well, so, uh, yeah, that's going on here. You know, I lost my job like officially. I don't know if I told you that, but I uh, officially lost my job. Um, you did tell me. Yeah. It's keeping me afloat. Uh, but it's time. I mean, like it's been seven years it's, and like now I've got like uh, associate of science that I stare at every day when I'm at my computer. You know what I mean? It's probably mm-hmm. time to find a job that's more in line with that than uh, than retail, you know? Right. So it's, sure. it's good motivator. Good motivator. But yeah, but it's happening. It's all it's all going down. So yeah. congratulations on on the Hawaii thing and the graduating college thing, of course. Pretty excited about it all. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, moving forward, man. Got to yeah, so, move forward. So for uh, just this last little bit, since we, you know we used to do our little shout outs, or we have done our little shout outs to other other podcasts, um, I'm going to do a quick roundup of all the podcasts that you should be listening to, uh, since you won't be listening to us for the next little while. So I'm just going to run down the list here. Hardcast MTG, 
up-to-date MTG. That's the Zach Allen and Harlan Fearer one. That's currently my favorite podcast. I've mentioned it three episodes in a row, so I'm just going <laughs> to... I can't push it anymore because, uh, you know, until next time we come back. But uh, Midweek Metagame, Faithless Brewing, Pioneer Cast, which is Tan and Grace and Ross Miriam, uh, the Control Freak podcast with Les Alex, uh, Metacall, which was the Cardinal Life podcast. I think they were called Modern Metacall at some point. And then a week later, they announced Pioneer and it was like, oh, great. So it's just called Metacall. Um, and then there's the Dive Down um, and then just a couple more recommendations that I don't think we ever really mentioned as a official interplanar beacon, but Arena Decklist's podcast, another one of my favorites with Jerry Thompson and Brian Gottlieb, um, Magic Mike's with our friends Evan Irwin, Ruben Bressler, and Aaron Campbell. Um, and then the MTG Goldfish podcast is a great weekly podcast, comes out on Monday evenings. If you haven't checked it out, it's a good like news uh, cast that kind of goes over the, the recent topics. And um, those are just all, you know, a, a big chunk of podcasts that I listen to fairly regularly and wanted to uh, to give them all a shout out here on our um, parting episode here, this, this season finale of ours. No doubt. Top eight magic. Yes. Oh, Top 8 Magic, Top Level Podcast. I, I can't believe I missed both of those. Um, Mike and Patrick on Top Level Podcast as well. Um, and yet, Brian, BDM, and and Mike, or Zvi, as the case may be, in terms of yep. uh, Top 8 Magic. Um, yeah, a lot of great podcasts out there. Plenty to, to fill your ears with. But um, mm-hmm. huge thank you to everyone who's listened to any of the episodes over the last 36 episodes we've released since uh, in the last year and a half. And um, yeah, uh, got anything else you wanted to add, Joe? No, I think that's it. I've, it's been it's been a lot of fun, um, and I look forward to talking to all of you again soon. Yeah, me too. Keep on uh, keep on playing, everybody. And uh, until next time, whenever that may be, we're Yo MTG Taps. Make them have it, and stop bitching, start brewing for real, for real. <laughs>